Let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Believers have God's promise that when we faithfully obey Him and don't give up, we will enjoy the very best returns. Let the Lord encourage your heart as Joe Vasek, pastor of Northeast Baptist Church of Danbury, Connecticut, urges us to stay the course. The spiritual awakening known as the Reformation began in 1517, when a Catholic priest named Martin Luther published a document he called 95 Theses, which exposed many of the errors and corruptions in the Catholic Church. This awakening resulted in the gospel of Jesus Christ being preached more freely and clearly throughout Europe, and in numerous groups labeled Protestants removing themselves from the Catholic Church and forming their own denominations. This broad spiritual enlightenment brought about the end of the long, difficult period of cultural decline known as the Dark Ages. But 150 years before Martin Luther's bold stand, another Catholic priest was saying and doing things that were contrary to the Catholic status quo. His actions caused the Church to officially label him a heretic after his death, but also eventually earned him the title, The Morning Star of the Reformation. Without John Wycliffe's willingness to swim against the current in the 1300s, it is unlikely that the efforts of the Reformers in the 1500s would have been as impactful as they were. John Wycliffe was born in Yorkshire, England in 1330. He went to Oxford University at 15, and he was ordained when he was 31 years old. He went on to become the leading theologian and philosopher at Oxford and the pastor of a congregation in Lutterworth. He preached the message of the gospel more clearly than any of his peers in the Catholic Church. He said, Trust wholly in Christ. Rely altogether on his sufferings. Beware of seeking to be justified in any other way than by his righteousness. Wycliffe was very much opposed to the fact that church leaders were wealthy men of high status. He said that the priests were so occupied in heart about worldly lordships and with pleas of business, that no habit of praying, of thoughtfulness on heavenly things, or the sins of their own heart or those of other men may be kept among them. Neither may they be found studying and preaching the gospel, nor visiting and comforting the poor. Wycliffe believed that servants of the Lord ought to be people who were willing to live by simple means. He told his followers, Go and preach. It is the sublimest work. But imitate not the priests whom we see after the sermon sitting in the alehouse or the gaming table. After your sermon is ended, visit the sick, the aged, the poor, the blind, and the lame, and succor them. These views cause Wycliffe to be condemned by the church leaders, but he enjoyed great support among the people. In 1370, John Wycliffe began to publish some of his radical beliefs like his insistence that a godless secular government should have no authority over the church of Jesus Christ. Only Christ is and should be the head of the church. He wrote that the Pope and the Catholic Church hierarchy should not be the authorities in matters of faith, that the Scripture should be our only authority. He said, All Christian life is to be measured by Scripture, by every word thereof. He advocated the idea that the scriptures should be available to everyone in their own language. These views and others caused Wycliffe to be condemned by the Pope. Wycliffe retired from public life when he was 48, 
and he focused his attention on his ministry in the church in Lutterworth. John Wycliffe didn't just talk about the need to translate the Bible into English. He translated much of it himself, and he inspired those who followed him to help him complete the translation of the whole Bible into English. Wycliffe is believed to have translated at least the four Gospels and perhaps the entire New Testament, while his followers translated the Old Testament. Wycliffe was a man of great faith, a courageous, energetic preacher who was not afraid to stand up against error. He said, The ground of all goodness is steadfast faith. If a man's belief and trust were firmly set in God, all fear of man, fantasies, and fear of this world would grieve him but little or not at all. Wycliffe had a large following of loyal men who spread his message and advanced his cause. His followers were nicknamed Lollards by their enemies. The word Lollard meant mumbler. The name was used to show them contempt and disrespect. The Lollards were not necessarily organized by Wycliffe as much as they were inspired by him. They were persecuted and martyred after Wycliffe's death. The Lollard movement continued until the Reformation. Wycliffe was the best-known priest of his day and the most popular among the people. The Catholic leaders hated him but they didn't dare excommunicate him during his lifetime because he was so beloved. Late in December of 1384, at 54 years of age, he suffered a stroke. Word of his failing health spread quickly, and people from all around crowded his home. On December 31st, John Wycliffe died. On May 4th, 1415, 30 years after his death, the Council of Constance declared Wycliffe a heretic and ordered that his bones be dug up and burned. Fox's Book of Martyrs declares, Though they dug up his body, burnt his bones, and drowned his ashes, yet the word of God and the truth of his doctrine, with the fruit and success thereof, they could not burn, which yet to this day doth remain. Christian, stand boldly and steadfastly in the faith of Jesus Christ. Stay the course. We pray that today's program was a blessing to you. If you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at staythecourse at nbcdanbury.org. God bless you.